0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts.
2: Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos.
1: Welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday night, at November 22nd. A happy pre-free turkey day. And I am Nick Kendall, once again joined by Scott Kennedy. Scott, we're doing a little morning and evening special today. How you doing?
2: Yeah, we had Broncos for breakfast. Now we'll do some Broncos for dinner. But, you know, it works out because things got busy today all of a sudden since we've last seen us. Uh, The Broncos and personnel have been really busy, so glad you're with us tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Broncos do have some moves going, and we're still going to talk about the ramifications of Melvin Gordon and maybe start to peel back that... uh, That onion that is the draft content uh, that keeps on giving us uh, now that we have the 49ers first round pick. Unfortunately, the 49ers look like a heck of a team uh, in a NFC that outside of the Eagles team looks really vulnerable right now. I mean, God, wouldn't be shocked at all. The 49ers go all the way to the Super Bowl. But uh, yeah, how have you been, Scott? What have you been up to since I saw you last, you know, God, uh, 10 hours ago?
2: yeah i don't know we're a little workout had to take my old dog to the vet he may have torn up Mm -hmm. his other knee and he's to the age now where it's like listen just mask the symptoms he's not i'm not having to go through another acl
1: surgery at 10. so it kind of sucks yeah well i'm really sorry to hear about that Mm -hmm. i know that you really you love your german shepherd uh, Mm -hmm. out there we both love our big dogs Ah, uh, we also love the chat coming in here, saying hello to some folks. Uh, Josh Alvi coming in, saying, "How did I know he was going to be salty at fans because he has butter fingers?" <laughs> I mean, what a what an unfortunate tenure stint. Melvin Gordon in Denver. Ah, uh, he did have some solid years as well, but it was always marred by mistakes and just coming up short. Ah, uh, you know, saying the wrong thing on social media. Uh, The fumbles, of course, as well, and going up against Philip Lindsay, people taking offense to that, and then getting drafted around Javante Williams. But let's be real, uh, his play dropped off tremendously this year. I think his yards per carry dropped off by almost a whole yard or half a yard to a yard, and uh, the fumbles were too much anymore. So he's a sayonara, went through waivers today. Nobody claimed him, so he's a free agent. Somebody will pick him up probably uh, before the season's over, but – Sayonara to Melvin Gordon in Denver. You
2: know what's interesting is you mentioned that Nick and uh he had he was 3.5 after 4.5 last year, but his career yard average starting back in 2015. This guy's been around a while. Yeah. 3.5, 3.9, 3.9, 5.1, 3.8. I mean, it's kind of who he is, isn't it?
1: Yeah, pretty pretty much. I mean, the efficiency dropped down. I also would imagine that his uh, explosive rushes dropped a bit this season. And it wasn't just everybody's going to get upset about the fumble as well, but it was his pass blocking uh, this last week as well. He let a few leaks uh, get through that, you know, just considering he's the best pass blocking back they have uh, unacceptable. So sayonara, um, not wishing him any ill will personally. I know a lot of Broncos country probably doesn't agree with that, but you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, sayonara is right sir fumble a lot needed to go from the jewish kabbalah dave thank you so much uh jkd uh we appreciate you coming in uh we got two face seven 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 coming in And i'll be honest here i defended him last year because he had a good year but dude needed to go not the only problem we have but definitely a problem yeah i was very much a fine bringing him back for as cheap mm-hmm. as he was one year deal you i wasn't ready to give Javante williams the full uh carry uh, load but once Javante went out and how many fumbles Melvin had and just like some of the comments too, it's like, yeah, I guess it happens. You can't have it with the margin. So small on this team, maybe he's a little bit of a, what's the word called when you blame somebody else. Uh, They said scapegoat, but again, a scapegoat is usually somebody who
2: is almost martyred. They take the fall when for somebody else, he deserved it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, I can't say he's a scapegoat. It may be a little bit of a distraction, but a scapegoat is, you know, hey, look, squirrel, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, Nathaniel Hackett, or you know, Tyree Cleveland getting cut, you know, because yeah. because the offense stinks, you know, that's a scapegoat. Yeah, um, but this one is this one was was deserved, and and Two Face Triple Seven, we're right there with you. Nick and I shared a mind on this. I'm like, he had a good season last year. You know, 900 yards uh, rushing. Um, probably close to 13, 1,400 from scrimmage I have to look up uh his his receiving yards He only fumbled three times you just happen to remember him and they when you've got that oh look he fumbles you remember them every time they stick out for you so he had a good year last year he he, he was a very productive back uh the contract was probably more than you wanted last year but bringing him back if you could have gotten that same production this year for three four million dollars great yeah. but it was. You're you're looking at two more defenders right here of, hey, Melvin Gordon's a good player for this team, but by week three or four, we were both like, this guy needs to go. He, he's got to go. For his sake, for the Broncos' sake, it's in his head at this point, and it, it's time for a, a fresh start for everybody.
1: Yep hundred percent. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next. Uh, Did see that a a lot of the Broncos players uh, talking to uh, post on his Instagram about how much they're going to miss him. I think it was Cortland Sutton today interviewed saying, how's the general vibe of the locker room after that? Just saying it's sad. I bet you they're sad in there. They're sad for a lot of reasons. And you did mention, you know, he's not really a scapegoat. He deserved Mm -hmm. to go with uh, the issues in pass blocking, the fumbles i mean at this point i think if javante williams didn't get injured he would have been gone before this uh release but just you know once he lost williams it was hard to move on from him but it maybe it is maybe it's not a scapegoat but i do still think it's a little bit oh look squirrel um, because (laughs) this comes prior to nathaniel hackett and potentially george payton as well so i think that it's a it's a uh, prerequisite for the buck stops here moving up the chain here okay we got rid of gordon Okay, you lose to the Panthers now. Let's say you put in somebody else for, and they fumble the ball. Okay, uh, coaching staff here. And you made up a point here. I want to say hello to some people uh, in here. But one thing I wanted to say real quick. I was going to tweet it today, but it was too long of a thought to really hash it all out. So Melvin Gordon, last year, 4.5 yards of carry, much more efficient. This year, he took a massive step back. Russell Wilson, not in Denver last year, but has taken a massive step back. Cortland Sutton, I think overall, taking a step back. The offensive line, taking a step back. What does that all point to? What's the your- common denominator here? The coaching. Mm-hmm. Coaching, the development of these guys, the scheme, not being put in the right spot, not being prepared the right way. I've been... Because I'm a believer it's Jimmy's and, jo- Jimmy's and Joe's versus X and O's, but when you have this many players with a baseline that has been set over their career norms and then you have a massive plummet, that screams coaching incompetency. And... For you know,
2: we we say that a lot, and I, I really mean it on defense. But you've mm. you've also heard me say that you know, quarterback, especially college, not necessarily, mm. but you see it at the NFL when it's this bad. It's usually not this bad at college because these guys are in the NFL because these guys have ascended to the highest league in, in in their profession. But I'd rather have the coach than the player, typically on offense. I'd rather yeah. have a guy that knows how to scheme guys and the offensive line coach. I mean, Alex is Terrell Davis, God bless him. You know these running backs. Would you rather have had Terrell? I mean, this might be a loaded question, but would you rather have had Alex Gibbs or Terrell Davis? Um, Terrell Davis got it started, so everybody's like two thousand yards rushing. But then, pl- then it was plug and play. After yeah. that, the scheme kept churning out these big time rushers. Terrell Davis is great. Don't get me wrong, Hall but of Famer. The, the scheme the Broncos put together was was turning running backs you were going to be successful I said look at Oklahoma you know the Oklahoma Sooners which were churning out 5,000 yard passing quarterbacks every single year and they were okay they were they were okay as far as uh passers go you know who else is okay Andrew Lampy coming in with some stars says how do y'all seen a lot of hate uh Peyton hate but unless you were against the Russell Wilson three pickup that's all armchair hindsight yeah Andrew I agree with you um there's there's only a few moves. There's there's two things I've been been critical of uh, at the time and in hindsight. And you know, one I'll say, the the move wasn't a heist. That was a good deal for the for for the the Seahawks. I think it was a good deal for the Broncos at the time too. One, two, with two years left on his contract, it was affordable. I didn't think there was any reason to rush to resigning someone to a half a billion dollar or a quarter of a billion dollars before they. Get to know each other a little bit. Make sure this is a right fit for everybody. For Russell Wilson, for him, and three the offensive line. Those are the the the, the two ones I've been critical of consistently. Are the offensive line, and then to less so the pump the brakes a little bit on the extension with two years. One year, you don't trade five picks basically, you know, and players for a one year deal unless you know you've got the extension already worked out. You don't do that with one year left on his deal. Two, you're, you've got some time to be a little patient. Yeah.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: Absolutely. Let's say hello to some folks in here. Thank you so much for the stars, Andrew. Jay Kozad, Melvin was consistent. He fumbled in his first game as a Bronco. He fumbled in his last game. Guy had the worst timing every time he fumbled and we couldn't make up for it. Absolutely is a big issue and uh, probably the main reason that he's gone. Dylan Von Ark's coming in here saying, "Sub Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms and, and subscribe if you haven't already. William coming in saying, No fumbles is a good fumble unless you are up 21 points. Yeah, uh, we got Brandon coming in here saying, He's just a poor sport. You sucked at your job, so you got fired. Uh, cost, is, cost us games. I mean, he's gone. Um, so he's been held accountable. Maybe a little bit too little too late. Uh, but I think it's really emphasizes how much the Broncos were done with the fumbles and the issues considering it was in tandem with Chase Edmonds going on the IR. Like Gordon probably wasn't going to see the field much uh, this last game, especially after the fumble, but you didn't have, you only had Latavius Murray. You only had one other healthy back mm-hmm. in a game where your offensive line to of your offensive linemen are banged up and you can't just drop Russell Wilson back 50 times a game or he's going to get killed and he's dinged up too. So you kind of had to lean on him in that one. And now Edmonds is on the IR. You don't even know who your second running back will be. I guess, guess it's Marlon Mack could be divine. A Zigbo, but uh, to move on from him, even with the injury questions there and the lack of bodies, in the running back room, I think does really prove the point that the Broncos were, we're done with him.
2: Garth Knight coming in green. Garth was super busy last night with the super chats and getting started again tonight. Appreciate you, Garth says to me Melvin Gordon was 30% the problem. Injuries are a big percentage but interested to see what y'all would give injuries regardless of them being inevitable. Um I I think there's a for me Melvin Gordon I think probably you know was and we we left him off him putting the ball on the ground in in critical situations. We we actually didn't include that when we were talking about the big chunk percentages. It's coaching though. They keep putting
1: him in that that position. In those situations, I mean, the, the fact that he's out there.
2: That's with the coaching and administration, division. right? Yes. That, that yes. The, yes. that goes there. Why is he? Why is he there? Well, he's in the tank package and he's been scored a lot of touchdowns for us. Okay. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, his play has been part of the problem. Uh, the coaching and team makeup with the lack of the offensive line and the offensive line and the injuries. Those are the big ones for me. Split those up however you see fit. Um For me, I would like to see a competent offensive line before I start throwing everybody else under the bus. I I think that Russell Wilson—you know—we've seen glimpses of Russell Wilson being really good. Uh, He's not at his worst. He's not this bad. That's not the baseline for him. Like if he's Mm -hmm. got a floor and a ceiling, we've seen his floor. That's not the floor is not the baseline. He's better than that. Um, Let's see what he can do if he can get. A competent offensive line in front of him because Russ isn't going anywhere, y'all. He's he's here for two more years. Two and a, yeah, two and a half more seasons. Um yep. whether he's playing is
1: another story, but he's gonna be a Denver Bronco at least until 2025. Yep. Uh we got Mark Linden mode, howdy Nick Scott and Broncos Country, Broncos for Supper. We got Brad D in the house. Good evening, gentlemen. Good to see you. Mike S. Alabama engine in there. Maybe they'll get a shot. Uh we're seeing. We got Frank Hernandez coming in saying hi guys, fumbling clown fumbles, his words while fumbling out the door. Bye, Felicia. We got Michaela Parker. Haven't seen Michaela for a bit. Always good to see you. Uh, Saying yeah, uh, hi, family. Last night, so welcome back. Good to see you, Michaela. We appreciate you coming in. And she says "Uh, much love as well. Uh, Kathy Lund talking about much love says, don't let the door hit you on the, the <laughs> where the good Lord split you, Melvin. Yep. Uh, he's uh, on his way out. We got Lawrence Rivera saying, what's up, guys? I definitely hate Peyton. Uh He's just always puppet and did all his dirty work. I don't know about that. I don't know if he's elway's puppet or anything like that but uh you have a right to be Uh, how i mean he he doesn't work for elway that's i I don't i don't i don't get that one lawrence he doesn't work for
2: elway elway stepped back and was basically gone you know he's not getting on the phone saying what do you think i should do um you know i know i I think every time you've bought a jersey he's gotten rid of that guy so do not buy a pat sertan jersey so there's some there's some personal in there Hmm. um but you know there's the I could run through 10 moves I've liked against the two. One, I had a big question, and and then two with the offensive line, I I didn't like. Um, so you know, the 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 balance is still in his favor right now, but it's 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 leveling. You know, the Nathaniel Hackett, um, the Nathaniel Hackett hire, the big contract extension and the trade is blowing up. Those are those are big ones right now. Those are those
1: are coach killers, those are GM killers if this if it doesn't turn around. Yeah. Yep. It's uh. those are ones that are rough. And I've seen starting to see some sentiment in Broncos country about people are already over Russell Wilson and to start building this team for the next quarterback, like after Russell Wilson, which sure, if you have the fan perspective, that's maybe something you can take, have that take George Payton's not going to do that. George Payton has to, he's on the next year, get it right with Russell Wilson or I'm out of a job uh, track right now. So it's not this, you know, three to five year building plan. It's, get it right on track for next year, because otherwise we're going to see a new, new front office in there, I, I would imagine. Uh, we got $49.99 coming in from F.A. Oku uh, Okugaru. I'm sorry if I pronounced, mispronounce your name there, F.A., uh, but we appreciate you. That's a big time uh, coming in and saying, hello, guys. Caught you guys after the show this morning. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. And can people stop saying fire Peyton? I, it's too, I agree with that. It's too early, but... You know we're, we're keeping a list. Uh, the, some of the wrong decisions are are starting to add up, but he's got time to rectify it. Uh, Peyton is not going anywhere just because he gave Wilson that contract, which was universally lauded. Peyton has been a good general manager for us. That's the unfortunate thing about the general manager. We can say that the moves were good at the time, but you are going to be judged on how it plays out. Rather than the, you have to be a good forecaster and be better right. than those people. Like you, people will clown. I'm trying to think. There was a draft class a few years ago where people made fun of. Might have been the Seahawks or somebody like, oh, this is not a great class. They're drafting guys way too early. And then the guys they picked ended up being overperforming their draft slots. Like, well, maybe they knew a little bit more than what we knew uh, (laughs) on that one. So I agree with you overall. Most talking heads, including myself, you know, like, oh, good trade. You know, get him signed underneath the mega deal that Herbert Lamar and Burrow are going to get before those come through. Great. Uh, But if I was in that position where Peyton is right now and I made those exact same decisions, I would deserve the criticism because of how it's played out but i agree with you also 100 it's not it's not time to fire him yet he gets for sure this next off season in my book gotta get it back on track though
2: yeah fa we're, we're uh you know that we're don't grade in hindsight we'll, we can say you know listen we'll we'll, we'll remember i remember what i said <laughs> i'll mm-hmm. tell you what i said and yes i thought that the deals were good and we're not going to go back and say and regrade in hindsight mm-hmm. if we miss we miss um and uh, well, like I said, who are we accountable? Well, when y'all are dropping supers and showing up every night to support us, we're accountable to you. And if we're wrong, mm. we'll say we're wrong. Um, but again, as, as Nick said, even if it was thought of as a good move at the time, you can only get away with so many of those. You know, mm. hey, this we, this looked like a good move, but it failed miserably. We can't fail anymore. It's time for a change. That will eventually
1: happen. James Moss coming in, uh, $5 super saying, we all want to be arm- armchair coach, general manager, owner, quarterback. Is this team fixable? Having a hard time seeing it with what's happened the next six years. I mean, you, Scott, should we give them the cold, hard reality of it, or do you want more of the glass half full? I, I think it's
2: fixable. It's, I, I mean, I do. We all want to be armchair coach GM. Is this team fixable? Yes, it is. Um, and I believe that an overhaul of the offensive line at positions that aren't that expensive. If I can fix the interior line, which again, you look at free agents, and I think there was only a couple guys that were over $4 million. I can get, I can spend $15 million on my interior line and maybe add two middle, you know, day three draft picks and have better competition and more competency on my offensive line right away without having to spend a first round pick or need to blow all this money on free agency. Part of the reason you're in this place is you spent all that money on Graham Glasgow. You know, that was, that was a miss. That was a a big miss. This money comes off the books next year. You could get three guys in for what you'll say from Graham Glasgow who could come in and and play better, you know, and compete. And hopefully you're not signing guys off someone's injured list. I know that's a, that's a crazy thought, but let's, let's sign some healthy guys.
1: The dark reality is that this Broncos team is always going to be in an uphill battle as long as number 15 is in Kansas City. And you can build the team around that. But the path to relevancy in the Super Bowl because is that much harder because no matter what, every single year you have two games against Mahomes and the path to the AFC goes through Kansas City as long as he's there. So that's the unfortunate reality. This team can get right. You can build uh competent competitive teams, even when you have a superstar quarterback in your division. The forget that the best quarterback, best player in Football, most valuable player in football in your division. But I agree with Scott. I think you need to get down to basics here. They've tried about everything besides the all out over somewhat over investment in the offensive line. I think it's probably time to do that, especially with how the game, I think, has evolved over the last two years. You know, Scott always says the league is cyclical. It changes a little bit, but, you know, patterns uh, do tend to if they go far too far one way, then you get punched back the other way. I think the running game is coming more valuable. I would lean into that with Russell Wilson personally. Uh, Ryan Slavic coming in here saying about Gordon, he always had a poor attitude, and when things didn't go his way, he just would complain on the sideline. Toxic player, no place for that on the Broncos, especially right now. It does seem like that on the outside. The way his teammates responded to him on Instagram, and again, that could just be you know showing face on social media, but uh, the way it, uh, his teammates responded, I think he was. He did have some fans in the locker room, but didn't do his job and is uh, held accountable by getting out of here. Rodney Garcia, good evening Nick and Scott in Broncos Country. Sending prayers to you Scott on your loving dog. Yeah, god. I appreciate it.
2: that. Yeah, he's he's still bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, so you know, as yeah. long as he's looking at me but happy, we'll keep taking care of him, but he yeah. uh he tore everything up in his left knee uh yeah. when he was 3 and went through that. He's got titanium, he's got a, you know, titanium knee in his left
1: knee and his right one seems to be going now. So, you know, that's that's no fun, but he'll be all right. Appreciate the exactly. thoughts, Rodney. He also said, uh, "Melvin Gordon. I'm glad he's gone. Now bring back Philip Lindsay. We need that Colorado native. You know what? If the Broncos were in a competitive state, I'd be like, you know, bring back Melvin Gordon or Philip Lindsay. Why? But this team, we're here for the storylines at this point. I mean, God, if, if that's going to put fan seats in the button, give some people to watch and tune in and cheer about, then I'm not against it. <laughs> for real. Like it's, I don't think he's going to. He's available for every single team to sign him, and he's still out there, and he's been available on practice squads for the last two years." you know, that probably speaks to the caliber of player that he's viewed at across the league.
2: But. Yeah, he's been he's been basically cut by four teams in the last two years. Yeah. You know, you kind of it's not that you don't have a chance. It's almost better for him while he's still getting a paycheck anyway. To which he is with the Colts. It's almost better for him to to stay in this mythical status that Broncos fans have put him in because there's only one way to go from there for him. And yeah. right now he's you've got him on a pedestal, and he can stay there. That's a good spot for him while he's still making money because. The reality is he's he's hasn't been a productive running back in this league for almost three years, and he's been cut by four teams. That's the reality. Mm-hmm. So leave him up on that pedestal. That
1: way he doesn't come crashing down. I think even if it's it you know, comes out this year and gets a few carries, people will still cheer and love him, and God bless him for that. Uh, I'm happy for him. Are we, talk, are
2: we talking a league of their own? I know my job here is to come out and wave my little hat around and say hello. <laughs> you know, he's too young for that. You know, yeah, he's, he's earning a paycheck in Indianapolis behind yeah. um, behind Jonathan Taylor. And they, they got another guy that they traded for. And I don't remember who it was, but he's... Yeah. Again, he's been available several times for several teams. And he keeps finding his way to
1: practice squats. Limited player. But I'm I, again, I'm for it at this point uh, for this season. Michaela Parker, 999, saying, Bye, Felicia. Oops, I meant Melvin. Sorry, Merlot <laughs> such a crime. Oh, man, this is a, all the... Uh, all the entendres here, but the <laughs> talking about that. We appreciate you, Michaela. We got F a Mikaela. blood on this one. Yeah. <laughs> a little spilling a little red wine. Uh, guys, how are we so bad? Even the lions have a better record than we do with a coach that wants to bite people's kneecaps and Jared golf. Sorry. I have to keep it light. Uh, the lions have probably invested more in the offensive line over the last three years than any team in football. Do they have, is it four first rounders? on that offensive did line they, right did, now. Didn't they take Penny Sewell? They have Penny Sewell. They anyone? have Frank Ragnow. They got Taylor Decker. I think one of their left, one of their guards, I think might also be a first round pick. And, uh, they hit on, I'm um, on Ross St. Brown. Uh, they have Jamal Williams looks pretty good there. I mean, they're just, they're a better team in an ascending team and they look like a more competently coached team. Their defense has started to turn it around a little bit too. So, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. I know even the lions are better than the Broncos right now, but, uh, Hey, down now, but not down forever. I, at least we hope so. I feel like there was another super chat coming in here, Scott. Maybe if I'm if I missed one, you can let me know. But uh, I'm gonna pull up uh, Melvin Gordon's post on here. He posted on Instagram today talking about leaving. Um, ooh, that's let me click on the actual photo here first. Great, great, great live uh, television here for you guys. Yeah, while that you're we, while you're digging that up, I'm gonna hit Bugs
2: here. It says, how can you fix a guy? takes a penalty instead of keeping a sack and that's the elephant in the room bugs is if russell wilson cannot play then this team isn't going to reach the reach the heights that you're hoping um you're counting on getting an eight-time pro bowler who's playing at least close to that level that's why you spent all of the money that's why you spent all of the draft picks um that's why shelby is in and and Noah Fant and drew lock that's why they're in seattle um you, you need to get something out of him because you're you're married to Russell Wilson or a rookie or, you know, one year vet for a million dollars for the next two seasons. So that's the elephant in the room. Can this team improve? Yes, I believe they can. I believe with a competent interior line, they improve rapidly. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, we're, I think we're going to get a chance to find out, Nick.
1: Yeah. Uh, next year is going to be a big season. Uh, they don't even have to, I mean, they do have to make the playoffs, but like, it's really not going to be harder to put out a better product than we've seen this season. You hope God we keep, I'm not going to guarantee anything, uh, but you would hope so. Uh, it would be unbelievable. I guess if the Broncos are this bad again next year, then we're going to be all, uh, you know, starry eyed and pies in the sky, talking about Caleb Williams at USC and, uh, the quarterback at North Carolina as well, Drake may, but at this point, Melvin Gordon post on Instagram, leaving Denver says, can't say it's been the easiest three years. No doubt about that, but thank you anyway, Broncos for helping me continue my dream for my teammates. Y'all boys really helped me keep my joy with this game. And for that, I'm forever thankful. Couldn't say bye to everyone on the way out would have been too emotional for me. No cap, but y'all know we forever tied, made some relationships there. I'm a whole dear forever. Damn. I'm a miss y'all boys. It was an honor. Y'all were great teammates, but an even better men. And I'm gonna miss the times. And we have uh, Raheem Moore on there talking on him, Justin Simmons. We got Sweet Feet, who was James White, who played with them for a little bit. Uh, we got Baron Browning talking on his thing. Vir- Virgil Green, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, KJ Hamler, Mike Purcell, uh, a lot of a PJ Locke. So a lot of a uh, former team. Danger, uh, Danger. Russ Wilson saying, "Love you 25 forever." So. Uh, teammates, at least on the the surface here, you know, posting on uh, Melvin Gordon's Twitter or excuse me, Instagram, and uh, saying they're going to miss him. Did we see the other part where he took a shot at the fans for being mean to him? I'm Did I'll
2: pull that one over that part.
1: Now I'm I'm gonna the part that uh, that he said right there, the talking about the joke, the uh, the meme that he posted. He, it's the meme that he posted. It was, okay. That's that's all part of it. I'm on it. Yep, he posted you know, that on a story. Hey, I'm so. going to bring
2: in this question here because Patrick came in. Uh, I was drinking my lion coffee this morning. He says, I read an article saying we could trade Wilson for Rodgers in the offseason. Whoever wrote that, scratch them off of your list of reading people for the rest of eternity. Because quick. that's insane. It's Russell quick, Wilson's quick. got an $80 million cap hip, uh, dead cap number. And um,
3: let's Rogers see, might and have Aaron like Rodgers has
2: $100 million next year. <laughs> so even if you were able to swap their salaries and pick them up, you're still talking and Nick and if that, that's how it works right if I trade mm-hmm. the 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 difference in in base salary would come with it but the base salary is usually not that much because they use all of the the uh signing bonus and then they extend it seven years until they're 62 years old Bobby Bonilla style mm-hmm. but if you it would cost you a hundred million dollars of salary cap space to have Aaron Rodgers it would cost them a hundred million and change to have Russell Wilson, that's insane. That That's whoever said that, you know, it, it can't be somebody that is d- credible. I just, it, it can't be because no. that is, that's not a credible take.
1: Nope, not at all. Thank you so much for coming in, Patrick. And here is the, uh, and no offense, Patrick. I just, no. I, 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 this came up this morning. And
2: I thought it was kind of a joke.
1: <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's uh it's not happening, but here's the meme with, uh, obviously it's the OJ Simpsons and the, the Ford Bronco there with Melvin sitting there in the driver's seat who have photoshopped in saying, ha ha ha, boy, y'all fans was hell. Thank y'all to Broncos country. Let's at least laugh on the way out. See, I don't take offense to this one. I think it's just a silly meme because he know, the fans were pretty on his butt and rightfully so. so you he's just seen kinda... that happen
2: before? Have you ever seen that happen before? Have you ever seen somebody else do that on the way out, say the fans were, y'all were really hard. You're, you were really tough on me. Have you ever seen that before? I haven't.
3: I've now, seen most of some time stuff go in out hindsight
2: quiet. after the fact, you know, yeah. later on, later on. Um, but, you know, but I don't, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. Um, no. I, I, and I like my think You can see Melvin Gordon. I like his personality, just the way he, he talks, but that there were some of those that you you should have put some thought on that. And obviously he did, you know, I, I think he's like, oh man, when I get cut, this is what I'm going to do. Cause I'm going to get cut. Um, that was, that was unnecessary. You know, that was, that was unnecessary.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I've, i thought it was a funny meme. Um, I think he probably saw it on social media and then took it for his own. Uh, didn't see a watermark on there, but, uh, I've had that happen before. I had Von Miller take a, uh, a meme and a image that I made and then posted on his Instagram. So yeah, whatever. Um It was but, an image uh, that you stole from somebody else that you didn't know the copyright to either. <laughs> I, I put him on the Game of Thrones chair and I wrote a whole like father of chicken exactly. thing. But like, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> just stealing from everybody at this point. Yeah, true. There's so much content out there. Talking about content, Jelly 199 saying is Hackett one and done more of a fact or just how we feel? I think it's 90% likely that he's one and done, and 10% that this team gets hot and something clicks but with how injured they are with how bad Russell's playing with the lack of running backs i just there's and how tough the schedule is down the second half the year i mean two chiefs games the, the, the at baltimore i mean there's no way in heck right maybe 95 to 5% uh, gone I, to thought,
2: I thought you were going to say the other 10% was that he doesn't make it to the end of the year <laughs> <laughs> yeah 90% got he's gone at the end of the season 10% he doesn't make it to the end of the season
1: yeah yeah that's uh that's probably more realistic it's i don't think it's just how we feel i think it's how some of these we're moves we're
2: starting to see made now, you know, Hey, you're giving up play call and we're cutting these guys. It's, these aren't, the, he, he doesn't have general manager control. These are moves that are being made for him. I would think, Um, you know, and maybe, man, you got nothing to lose at this point, dude, go out there and let it, you know, whatever you've wanted to do, do it. Yeah. You know, get it done. If you wanted to cut and, and, and frankly, he took a shot at Melvin um yesterday too. Yep. You know, someone asked him about the missed field goal. I played it this morning. Um, Someone asked him about the missed field goal and, and Hackett says, well, I wish we weren't kicking a field goal at that time, at that point, but that's not all just on one person. And for Nathaniel Hackett, that's, that's a shot. I mean, this is howdy doody up there with a big permagrin on his face. Who's so happy to be here that he's, uh, you know, everything's the best day in the world. We're going to evaluate that's that shot. Though. That's a shot.
1: Yeah.
2: You, you know, he's feeling the heat. He's feeling the heat too. Phil, appreciate you coming in with the stars. He's got the angry face coming in, the angry reaction. He's he's mad. Well, we love you anyway. We love you. Appreciate you coming in.
1: Yeah, better late than never. We also got Garth coming back in saying, "Scott, here's a question for you as a scout: What would it take to fix the offensive line through free agency in the draft? Also, will it take more than one offseason? You could get this because your baseline is so bad. You
2: could improve this line dramatically quickly. Um, but what you're looking for is with with offensive linemen, I want to see I want to see agility. You know, when you're watching the watch those shuttle times, watch those L cones." When you see the point of attack, when we're watching the one-on-ones and everything during Senior Bowl and and, and they're going up against uh, going up against other defense linemen, how do they hold up the point of attack? Um, those drills are heavily skewed in favor of the defensive lineman until they go run drills. So if you mm-hmm. can find anybody that can even get close, that can engage and stay engaged, and and have have the strength, you've got something. You've got something there um you know we saw it a bunch the year before and, and i'll be at the senior bowl i'll be at the shrine bowl this year go out and find those guys and um but we've seen interior linemen and, and some some offensive tackles come in and contribute early and we've mm-hmm. seen mid-round guys third fourth fifth round guys come in that we liked say hey listen he's got the size you know look at the frames um so i i like it's, it's, it works both ways do you have the traits, your physical traits to say, okay, I want to see this guy play football. And, or do you have the, um, do you get it done on the field so much where, okay, now I want to see the physical traits. Take a guy like Abraham Lucas or Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown goes out there and kicks everybody's ass at senior bowl. Okay. That's a small sample size. How does he go and test? Okay. Well, he tested off the charts, goes and kicks everybody's ass at senior bowl, shows great feet, good length. And then he's got the the athleticism to go with it i'm like okay that's a guy so it can be done free agency that should be a little easier it should be find out why he's becoming a free agent do all the freaking background checks in the world does this guy have an injury you don't know about what's going on you know find out do find out why he's
1: hitting free agency yeah yeah It's unfortunate. Uh, And we got diamond Rattler coming in saying, I don't want any vet offensive line. I want young rookies built through the draft. We talked about this earlier, diamond. I know we've had conversations on Twitter about this, but um, George Payton, isn't going to be operating in the, how do we build this for whoever comes after Russell Wilson? He's going to be building with, we need to salvage this team and make a playoff push next season. And with only one pick in the top 64 of the upcoming draft, you probably cannot put your eggs all in the offensive line basket in the draft and expect to have a better offensive line than you had this season. might even be worse. Honest to God, that butch would be crazy. But if you're talking about one first round pick and then two third round picks and only use two of those in the offensive line, that it might even be worse next year. Honest to God. Uh, So you probably are going to see the Broncos make a move in free agency to get that, you know, more of a known quantity and people talking about, you talk about the offensive line, improving it. Broncos have been very close a few times, uh, unfortunately, and just missed. Uh, they took Dalton Reisner at pick 41, uh, three, four drafts ago. Excuse me, he's going to be free agent. Four drafts ago, pick 44, Elton Jenkins, all pro left guard to the uh, the Green Bay Packers. You have the one of the first picks. Only how the good
2: teams end up making picks like that, isn't it?
1: I have another one. Uh, same thing, offensive line. You take N- Natani Moody. I think the first pick in the sixth round or your first pick in the sixth round, the very next pick is Michael O'Neill who is arguably one of the top five guards in football from Michigan to the new England Patriots. I mean, you just
2: to say Patriots, Steelers, Ravens, Packers. Yep. Watch how they draft hire somebody from their freaking scouting departments.
1: Yep. Uh, it's unless, unless you're the Raiders and then it kind of goes to bleep, even though they're beating us, we can still say that from the broader sample size uh, from Ziegler is over there right now, but um... yeah,
2: but you know, this is Mayock and this is Gruden's team on the yeah. field right now. This is Gruden's team. I won't even put it on Mayock. Uh, I'll, I'll say this is this is John Gruden's team. And, and Klee coming and talking about draft. Name a position the Broncos probably need an upgrade there. And and you are safe when you start hitting draft. You want to go best player available. Um, we've got our tiers where we think that, you know, tiers. I don't mean it that way. Um, tiers where we think this might be a little more important than the other as far as positions go. But you're right. You can, there, there's, in most cases, if you've got a phenomenal player and you draft him, you could use him. At Man. any, at any, pretty much any spot. Um, you know, it depend I mean, where, where could you corner? Cause you got multiples. Wide receiver. You said, to, you know, tight end, cause there's not
1: going to be used. I, I, but I'm not as, I would not use a first round pick on a tight end because the value, uh, over on, I mean, we just saw TJ Hawkinson who had a year and a half left on his contract. And it was essentially a second round pick with a flip of thirds when Bradley Chubbs missed half the games in his career and he still gets a first with half a yeah. season half. So I don't think tight end has the, the best. And I like Dulcich.
2: I like the early returns yes. on Dulcich anyway.
1: And I like Dulcich. So like, I would mm-hmm. say the positions right now, that first round I'd pretty much take off my board would be for sure. Um, probably tight end, probably safety, probably linebacker, everything else. I think it's fair game. And I'm not the biggest proponent of taking into your offensive line or running back round one generally, but if you're picking with a playoff pick, uh playoff first round pick, I think you can kind of start to toss that out the board a little bit. Like, I'm not taking an interior offensive line or running back in the top 10 pretty much no matter what, uh, but when you're talking about pick, you know, 20 to 31 this year, then at least I can start to, uh, I would start to at least consider it.
2: Personally. So, but yeah, but the point is, is you, you could use upgrades in a lot of, in a lot of spots. There's, there's, there's no, when you're playing like
1: this, nobody's safe. Nobody's job should be sh- should be safe. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I agree with you completely. And talking about the team improving, hopefully we had some improvements today. The Broncos made a couple moves uh, today, announced some transactions here. Uh, unfortunately, Chase Edmonds, not gone, but we hardly knew he uh, placed on the injured reserve after being traded for the Broncos with a high ankle sprain. Going to miss four weeks. It's possible we don't even see him uh, play on the Broncos. I know a lot of Broncos fans were like, oh, we got Chase Edmonds. We got our value fast running back now. If he was healthy, that'd be great. But considering he's a, I think you can save $7 million moving on from him with zero dead cap. I think it's probably more likely that he's not here next year than he is here. Considering that's a lot of money for, I didn't,
2: I didn't think Chase Edmonds dead cap came with.
1: It doesn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's no, he was gone.
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, he, he was, was a, he was a he was going to be a
2: cap casualty, period. But you would have liked to have seen him some yeah. this year for sure. um You know, we so he, we're, we're, we'll we'll get back some of the transactions when uh, when y'all are coming in hot like this. You take you take priority. FA mm-hmm. coming in says, So, guys, question: Russell Wilson flames out next year, and we get a first round pick somehow. Well, you'll you'll have your first round picks back. uh Do we get a quarterback? I really like Caleb Williams out of USC. Or is he coming out this year? if russell Williams, russell williams russell wilson is as bad next year as he is this year run, quarterback is absolutely on the table for the 2024 draft without a doubt without yeah. a doubt he is on the quarterback is on the table um you'd have one more year of russell wilson's contract but again doesn't mean you got to play him he'll be on the team um but next year you could Oh, that would be after 2023. I'd have to look it back up, but I think he's got an 80 million dead cap number somewhere in that neck of the woods. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think you're going to eat 40 million two years in a row, but again, I I think we started the hashtag Mothball Russ in here. I noticed someone taking my words and and, and turning that into a hashtag. Um, But yeah, he could end up being benched. He could be the most expensive backup in the league and quarterback would absolutely be on the table,
1: F.A. Absolutely. Yeah. Caleb Williams, obviously at USC. He's special. He might win the Heisman this year. I mean, he's got They got two, they got the Notre Dame game coming up and they got the PAC 12 championship probably going to be Oregon. He puts on a show in those games. I mean, he's, he's got a chance, especially with CJ Stroud's offensive numbers, dropping off in Alabama, uh, falling off a tad. So interesting to watch him. Drake may at North Carolina. Uh, you know how I first heard about Drake may. I don't follow recruiting that much, um, but I was looking through, Oh, who's the top paid players right now in NIL money. Drake may was eighth <laughs> overall. I'm like, I should probably look at this guy. Uh, if you're making that much money from NIL, there's probably something going on here. And well, there's there um, there's a lot of money at North Carolina with the with the the
2: two sports with with the basketball yep. and football. It's a lot like Michigan that you yep. you don't really think about
1: UNC as being a powerhouse like that. They are. That's, well, Drake May is really good. I'm also a big fan of the tools of uh, Anthony Richardson from Florida. Uh, he's high variance right now, but he's probably the best athlete playing quarterback of anybody in college football right now. And if he returns another year at uh, Florida, getting some NIL money, getting reps, he could be a really interesting one as well. And then there's a uh, Quinn Ewers at Texas. Who's been a little bit up and down this year, but the arm talent is obvious. And I don't know how many people watched. Uh, there's a lot of fun young quarterbacks, but how would, what a fun redemption story it would be. If uh Spencer Rattler. Uh, That's comes not up. that fun. He's an, he's a jerk. Maybe he grew up, Scott. People. Oh, change. That's not somebody you,
2: you know, I rarely root against players. Yeah. yeah I don't root against him, but. Man, not with a two hundred foot pole. Um, well, you guys already had a one. Chad I, Kelly. Yeah, you already had one that I that I put on at scout when he was in high school. We we put the internally we put the label on him most likely to get his ass beat by his teammates. That's Spencer Rattler.
1: Stay away. Day three, you needed a lottery ticket. I'm from where I sit, maybe. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that's that is. That is different. It's a different they, conversation. You
2: know, a seventh, but I'm talking about, yeah. you're not you're not drafting the guy in the seventh in order to come in and compete with Russell
1: Wilson. I mean, you're going to have this conversation this offseason, but uh, Hennon Hooker just suffered an ACL. He's 25 years old. He's probably, he could fall to day three. That's your lottery ticket right there. You put him on the non-injury football list so you get an extra year of control on him. I mean, that's one I would consider. Speaking of which, David Ajabo was supposed to play last week. Yes. I didn't I look to see
2: if he did or not. Um, I don't know the uh the michigan edge who tore up his achilles mm-hmm. in the in the uh Pro the draft process and got taken and i think he fell into the second round yep middle of so second it's round. considered a top 15 pick yeah he's back already good good yep. for him hopefully yep. those achilles can be rough what's well, not rough john clay eventing coming in Yella this is evening gents Shannon and this said this week if the broncos had managed to maintain 19 points a game they would have a nine and one record that one loss would still be to the raiders Hackett's historically bad offense must go. It's on the way out, John. I'm convinced. He's yep. already been stripped of play calling duties. It's now Kubiak and Wilson. It's in, and uh, with Nathaniel Hackett overseeing things, it's it's already on the way out. So um, if it's not
1: gone, it's going. Yep. And Rodney can. I had the same thing here about uh, taking Hen and Hooker, uh, let him sit a year. You can also use the, non football injury list on him and get an extra year of control on him. So essentially it'd be his uh, rookie season. Wouldn't be until 2024, uh, which would be interesting to follow um, would be in, uh, definitely a path. If they like the intangibles with him and he's there day three, then why the heck not? I mean, you you're in a lottery ticket situation right now at this upcoming draft and you need to take more talent anyway, because Britt Rippen is not a good enough backup. I mean, I think if you had a better backup than you do right now, Russell Wilson probably sits out a few of these games, but Brett's just I mean, he's he's barely a third string quarterback you
2: uh, know, for the league uh, average. That that old thing has been baffling to me, too. Why? Why did he get elevated last year when you had no really no intention of ever playing him? Uh, the whole thing's been weird.
1: Yeah. Uh, Garth Knight coming back in is again saying uh, Scott Ryan Slavic, and I are nearsighted for Josh Jacobs. What's your scouting opinion of him? He's a good back. He's had a lot of carries and he didn't ask me, but uh, he's <laughs> I'd be skeptical to pay running back a big second contract
2: yeah i'm I'm with you on that one too um what i liked about him was the i thought his game would translate well to the nfl because he runs fierce uh Mm -hmm. that was the thing with him he has good size and he runs tough i've said this a zillion times if you take this statement out of context i'm gonna sound like a moron but speed is overrated um if you look at guys that are successful they have They have lateral quickness and they have balance. Balance, you can, and the vision at the running back. You cannot measure balance, but you can see when someone's got it because they don't get tackled. Guys just slide off them. They hit them and they stay sideways and they bounce side to side. They run through the trash and they're able to beat, you know, they're not getting tripped up by arm tackles going through the line. They're blowing through those guys. Josh Jacobs is one of those guys and he's fast enough. By the time a 4 4 linebacker is able to change directions, if he's coming downhill, and that kid breaks through the line. By the time he's able to change directions and turn and catch him, it's 65 yards. Hmm. So, you know, if you can get that guy and he's running in the four-fours, you got you got um, Jamal Lewis. You know, you've got a tr- the truly special guys. Um, but four-six and that is plenty fast enough if you've got size, speed, and power. the The strength and balance and vision plays better in the NFL than the four-three guys you can't can't break a tackle because everybody's fast and that field just gets keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. It's like, why is the option not work in the NFL? Why you know, they they run some the option, but you don't see the, the old fashioned options. Why the field's not big enough. If I've got a 445 linebacker, I might have a four three running back by the time he has created enough separation to turn that corner. They're out of bounds. So the fields not big enough for as fast as these guys are on defense. So the the balance, the strength, and the speed, and Josh Jacobs had that had that toughness with him. So I was I was a fan of his coming
1: out. He was a good back. I uh, never thought he was. He didn't have any explosive traits. I thought he was just solid across the board. He's just, uh, he just runs like
2: every freaking carry is gonna. He he came up. He he had to earn it. I think he played five years. He's an older guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he waited his turn. Um, waited his turn in Alabama. You know where they will recruit three a year. I mean, they had Alvin Kamara. Um, I don't remember nice. who all it was, but it may have been Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry. I don't think, I think Mark Ingram had already come and gone by Bo then. Scarborough. Oh, Bo, big Bo Scarborough. Um, he should have been a defensive end. Yeah. Um, but they signed three like that all at once. That's, you know, God bless you. If you're willing to wait your turn and you get a shot at Alabama, typically though, I always say at places like Alabama, Georgia, Texas, USC, you should never red shirt a skill player. Because you're not going to, if they're any good, you're not going to keep them for, you know, four or five years anyway. And if they're there in five years, you probably don't want them to be. You've already
1: recruited over their heads. Yep. Yep. Uh, We got F, excuse me, bump blowing on my mic there. FA coming back in here. Man, FA, the sponsor of the show today. Thank you so much. (laughs) Saying, uh, can we fire Hackett now and bring in Tom Nayland or Mark Schlereth as our coach? Uh, Use the Colts experience and they actually know what his own scheme looks like. This might be controversial. I know Broncos country li- really like to hang on to their known priors. Uh, But if I was George Payton right now, I'd be looking to go away from the zone scheme uh, for this Broncos. You are one year into it. And the Broncos have immediately regressed back into running inside zone more than outside zone. And I don't think you have the personnel uh, to do it. And I also think biggest caveat here. I don't think it's Russell Wilson's uh, best scheme. I think that with the way the game is going right now, I at some point this season, this off season, I might actually even do a, uh, Study on it, um, but teams across the league are running better from gap and power scheme and a yards per carry average. And the teams that are running zone at the highest level are teams that have an athletic quarterback. I don't think with the, with the zone read option holding that back end uh, edge defender there. I don't think that back end edge defender is going to give a flying hoot about uh, Russell Wilson <laughs> as a runner at this point. So I'm I'm more interested in a Bruce Arians style of offense that is power run uh, a lot of duo up front and then deep drops with trying to hit him over the top. Uh, I think that's the style of offense that Russell Wilson would be best at at this point in his career.
2: It works. You know, the, the, the key with that one is you better be accurate. You know, you've got to have an accurate quarterback in order to, 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 to play
1: that way. He's accurate Um, vertical though, more so than the, the, the quick game. Like that's my thought at least, but
2: no, I'm listen, I'm all about a power running game and play action yeah i love it and you know it's uh it's fun i mean one of the reasons we have grown up loving this game at least old guys was you know the the physical domination of the other person you know Mm -hmm. it's it's a it's a tough game and when you see someone impose their will and they can't stop it it's it's satisfying Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) yeah um, we're at 50 minutes. We got to get to some of this news here today from the Broncos. You guys just keep killing it with the super chats, So we'll keep answering them as long as they come in, but appreciate everybody coming in and not just the super chats, but, uh, Broncos, obviously we mentioned it, putting chase Edmonds there on the injured reserve. He will be due back in four weeks. It's possible that we don't see him at all. Uh, but maybe the Broncos try to salvage something to end the season with him over one of the last, let me see how many games we have less six games left so he would be available for the last two weeks the broncos are three and seven that's ten so seven games left
2: 17 yeah i think we're so, you've already had your buy the broncos yep. have already had their buy so there's seven weeks there's seven
1: games uh seven games left so might be back for the final three games of the season we'll see uh, but he's placed on ir uh the big the other big move today big broncos bringing a linebacker from texas tech uh who just beat iowa state in a fun game this last week but uh, dakota allen uh, Dakota Allen played, uh, played in a lot of games so far this year, but he's mainly been a core special teamer. Mm-hmm. I remember scouting him in the, oh God, it would have been the 2018 draft and that list of linebackers there. Maybe even the same draft as Josie Jewell or one draft after, uh, but been a pretty much a core special teamer. This is a special teams move. I think this might be an answer to not the exact position as uh, Tyree Cleveland, but somebody who can get out there and do some running and hopefully shore up what has been arguably the worst special teams, uh, unit in all of the NFL.
2: Yeah, I know it's almost his his not the production, but body type and everything screams Alex Singleton to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's like, here's your Alex Singleton replacement because Alex Singleton is being counted on to play sixty snaps on defense
1: every game now. Yep. Yep. Very true. Also and, and- of course, uh, Jonas Griffith uh, season ended. So this is probably actually more of a Jonas Griffith uh, thing than anything else with Alex Singleton being elevated even more to the starting lineup. So that's probably what it is. The other news here today, a little bit more on the bottom side of things, uh, the Broncos sign running back Tyreek McAllister uh, from Charleston, rookie uh, to the practice squad, and also another linebacker, Ray Wilborn uh, from Ball State, uh, go cards. Uh, I think that's where... David Letterman went to school. I remember always ball state. They always talk he's, about him. Right? Yeah. He's a, line, a linebacker. So, um,
2: yep. sorry, I think that's what you said. I heard for some reason, six three, two hundred thirty 230 pounds. I thought I heard another running back, but you said linebacker.
1: Yep. Yeah. And, uh, the Broncos then also, uh, released from the practice squad, Harvey Langley, uh, from BYU, Brigham Young. So fifth year player, I'm just going to assume he's older because he went to BYU as a fifth year player. That name doesn't sound familiar. He, to me he
2: probably. Cause maybe, maybe not. I remember him in high school. He was, uh, he was out of Utah and went to BYU and he played running back. I put some, I put some of his uh, highlights on one of my YouTube channels. Uh, he ran angry. I like the way he ran. He was an army all
1: American as a running back.
2: Hmm.
1: Okay. Well, cool. Uh, well, We'll see how the Broncos uh, play out here. Um, but Lawrence that's needed the,
2: him is, there, is Lawrence or Miguel both they they're, they're always
1: pushing for the fullback. Maybe you should have tried Harvey on that side of the ball. There's only one two fullbacks in the league that I care about, and that's uh, Ricard for the Baltimore Ravens, who we'll get to see at some point. You know, at like 290 pounds, defensive lineman <laughs> slash fullback. God, how could you not love that? And of course uh, Kyle Uzcheck. But the the fullback position is kind of changing. Not to go too much on a, a philosophical part here, but it's kind of become a tight end, fullback, H back. Hybrid piece where there's some niche plays out there, but the classic, you know, we're going to run ISO uh, all game, not happening. It's just a matter of time before they start calling it an off ball tight end.
2: <laughs> we already have that. We have the H, the F, Which is the H back, the... slash
1: H back fullback. Yep. T- off ball tight end. Yeah. I always love the college coaches coming in here. So there's this play, the position that's essentially the like safety cornerback. Uh linebacker hybrid, and it's like, okay, what can you name this position as cool as possible? I know Viper. We're gonna call this position Viper. And this yeah, is like are, all this stuff. It's like-
2: always got some the, it was the the easy one was the rovers. They'd call them a rover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they had some fun. They each defense would kind of call out a different position. Yep. The uh but Viper is pretty cool. So I just saw it in here it says that Sam Darnold, who is starting, uh, you know, because we don't tank. In the nfl we evaluate we don't care if we we were trying to win we're just going to try and win with somebody else and hey if we lose the game great it's better for our team um you know when you reward losing you get losers uh, But sam darnold they want to try and evaluate him and see if he is going to be part of this future because that is the mode that the carolina panthers are in um but i'm interested to see his career splits how has he done against the denver broncos in his career he is one and one with a completion percentage of 51%, three touchdowns and an interception with an overall quarterback rating of 82.
1: Um, he also had seven times. He also had an incredible rushing touchdown against the Broncos where he deked Justin Fields in the open field. Like you would not believe and ran for like 50 something yards. It was, I think it was a Thursday night football game. And it was fun fact, uh, Brett Ripon's only career win. Uh, so, uh, maybe they played Brett Ripon too. I don't know. Uh, Victor T coming in saying, what happens if Russ is outplayed by Darnold and he hasn't even played. If he's outplayed by Darnold, I think it's because the Broncos get bullied up front in the trenches and they make it really easy on Darnold. This Carolina team has made a lot of investments over recent seasons in the offensive line. Uh, Bozeman's been playing well for them. They also drafted, uh, they signed Taylor Moten, uh, who's been a really good right tackle for them. And, uh, Ike McQuanu, uh, fourth overall pick in this last, last draft, a really good offensive lineman. So I think if anything, it's more of the Broncos are getting beat up up front and, uh, they're making it easier on Donald. But if it, if Russ is outplayed by Darnold, it's uh, scary times,
2: 18 and a half million dollars going to Sam Darnold's pocket this year. Um, he is a free agent. So if he is outplayed by Darnold and plays semi-competently down the stretch, he might be able to fool somebody else into another big contract because he has uh, no offense to him. I was not a big fan of his. He, I watched him in high school at San Clemente. I watched him at USC and trading up and thinking he was going to be the next big thing in New York was a humongous waste of resources. Um, trading a second round pick for him, okay. Um, then immediately you had to pick up his option and take that risk. That was the risk that, that Caroline had to take, but um, they found out pretty quickly that, hey, he's just he's just not that good. Um, he'll have his moments. He frankly, who who does he remind me of? If we want to talk about guys with some decent arm talent, takes too many chances and turns the ball over a little too often. Does that sound like anybody we know in Broncos country? PTSD coming in here. The difference uh, is the difference is drew lock was a second rounder and a lot more in a lot more went into Sam Darnold. So people are willing to give him a little bit, give him more chances. Um, when, when you make that investment, you try and get your return on that investment as much as possible.
1: Here's a fun question for you. Uh, has Zach Wilson been even more incompetent, uh, than Sam Darnold so far? Because let's be honest. I mean, let's say the numbers are similar. This is a much, 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 much better jets team, uh, than what Sam Darnold had around him. I think Zach
2: Wilson's been worse than Sam Darnold. When I've watched Zach Wilson, he's the worst quarterback
1: in the NFL. <laughs> the uh, the pre draft uh, that's Mormon Drew Locke takes, uh, appearing looking a little bit more and more true there, although he's been worse than Drew Locke, which is crazy, but uh, crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Jets are in a better position than the Broncos. We shouldn't be casting too many stones, but it's kind of funny to uh, look back on. And hey, I know the Broncos apparently. Uh, were potentially interested in Zach Wilson in that draft, and maybe even called to move up. Maybe, maybe they dodged a bullet in that one, only to get hit by another one with Russell Wilson's contract. I don't, Who knows? I still don't
2: understand the the knock on Justin Fields. I really don't. Were they really talking about the was it, it wasn't diabetes or something or epilepsy or something that was? Epilepsy. Is that really epilepsy. what was scaring people off so bad? Um, I, I, if that's what it was, fine. But as far from a a scouting perspective, it wasn't close. Justin yeah. Fields should have been the second pick in the draft. Should have been. I'll, I said it then a hundred times. I'll go to my grave saying that one. I may yeah. end up being wrong, but I'd rather have him than Zach Wilson.
1: Yeah. And Colin saying he's still cracking on Drew. Shame. You're right. This is uh that's, we're playing the old hits there. Uh, Drew's elsewhere and the Broncos are in a bad spot. You know, I'm with- just saying
2: that the Sam Darnold reminds me a lot of when we, we start going through, why hasn't it worked out with, with Sam Darnold? It reminds me of another quarterback near and dear to our hearts. He yeah. just, he, he, it, and the thing is where I was going with that. Sorry. So thank you, Colin. He's capable because of his aggressiveness. He's capable of putting it all together and having a good game mm-hmm. and, and throwing a three touchdown game on you, you know, where he, he, you don't want to be that team because you know, he'll hit, he'll, he'll be like a Sammy Sosa. he'll, he'll go up and strike out against the first three pitchers, you know, in, in a series. And then he'll beat up your, your number four starter. You don't want to be that guy. Um, yep. that's where, that's where, uh, Sam Darnold is. He's capable because he is so aggressive and he has a decent arm to put up, to put up big numbers because, but he's over aggressive and makes too many mistakes. If he has a mistake free game
1: against you, he can beat you. Yep. hundred percent. Uh, We'll see how it plays out. And uh, I think it's time for us to get on out of here. We appreciate you guys. Um, Man, (laughs) crazy times in Broncos country with uh, Melvin Gordon going out. How crazy the season has gotten off the rails. So many of the players that you expected to be on the offensive side of the ball to start the year now gone, uh, injured, just teams falling apart. Uh, But seven more games to see how it plays out. And hopefully it gets better. Uh, No doubt. Uh, Still going to be tuning in. No doubt. Scott and I are still going to be coming at you guys live morning shows sometimes evening shows uh talking this broncos team and starting to get ready for the off season and reshuffling the deck and hopefully putting together a more real shot at the playoffs next season uh with this broncos team but uh we'll see you never know until you see the product on the field uh make sure you guys are following scott and i on twitter scott is at scout kennedy i am at nick kendall mhh also make sure you're following us at BTB football pod. And of course at BFB underscore pod, because Scott's here. and We got the broccoli for breakfast with us too. And at mile high huddle, if you haven't done so yet, join our Facebook communities at facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says on your screen there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share over on YouTube, uh, hit that bell icon. So that way, you know, when we go live and Scott and I'll be live again tomorrow morning, uh, talking, a little bit of Atlanta Falcons, uh, what's going forward, what's going to happen with my fantasy team now that Kyle Pitts is out, and uh, all that uh, fun stuff. But yeah, make sure you guys are checking us out there. Any plans the rest of the night, Scott, or you got to get on ready for bed? No,
2: pretty much it for the night. And Garth, uh, he says, will there be a show tomorrow evening? Yes, there will be. There, There's no interruption in shows except Thursday morning. So Zach and I will be on Thursday night. Um, Real quick, I uh, I cranked up a TikTok account for any of those, of you, I'm, I'm posting the link in there if anybody wants to follow. Uh, TikTok's a little strange. You get a lot of engagement without a lot of followers. Where Twitter's exactly the opposite. You get a lot of followers and zero engagement. So uh, if you want to, uh, if you want to give me a follow on that, I'll post stuff from our shows. I'll post stuff from press conferences, fun things I see. Um, but as far as tonight goes, probably gonna call it a night. It's getting late here in the East Coast and uh, sure. late for me. I'm an old guy. And then we'll get up and we'll talk some uh, some Falcons football and probably some more NFL draft too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we won't see a lot of you guys again uh, for the Broncos stuff until after Thanksgiving. So you guys have a great one. Sorry we couldn't get to everybody's comments today. I saw a comment in here saying I'm going to stop commenting because we didn't get to you. A uh, lot of interaction today, and uh, we t- try to get to any. If you have any questions, we can't always get to everything. But uh, we appreciate you guys all the same, and the, uh, the community in here is – Really, what's making this show a lot more fun because the Broncos football has not made it as fun. Still a lot to evaluate, though. I'm excited to hang out with you guys all the time. Uh, we appreciate you. You guys have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with friends and family and uh, you know, plenty to be thankful for in this life. As always, you guys continue to choose compassion and kindness. Go Broncos.
2: You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality.